0: Welcome to Faith and Friendship, Spoken Here, our podcast through Saints Isidore and Maria Parish, Glastonbury, Connecticut, a collaboration between our communications department and our mental health ministry. So welcome to our April edition, our Easter season. Yes. Post-Easter, but we are in the season of Easter, and it's been a really amazing glorious time i never used that word before but that's the only word that i can think of michelle last month we talked about the preparation for easter you know spiritual preparation and what we were thinking about and how we were preparing for this sacred time of year in the church and the meaning for us in our lives it had so much more meaning this year just having talked about it with you and um Walking through it, I mean, we said the footprints prayer, and I, I feel like we walked that prayer together and with God with us, so now talking about it after Easter is over and just what Holy Week was like, and um, talking about the music and how glorious that
1: was there's that word again, I just can't. It was it really was a week that we both really dug into. I personally have not gone to mass on all of the holy days during that week ever, I would do here or there. But this year, Laura would remind me of what time things were keeping me on task so that I could log in from home to watch the Mass. Just embracing that this year was just so fulfilling. I really felt that we were both really fulfilled this year. It was a great thing, and we're going to keep going on with the Easter conversation a little bit here so yeah to go back
0: to the music and the singing and the soloists and the uh, the chanting too uh, the importance or the significance of the chanting and preparation for Easter during the masses and the services and I noticed after Easter there's less chanting and more singing and so I'm curious about that maybe we could talk about that at another time but that's just the things I'm paying attention to as well and uh, I had the honor of having my feet washed this year and I It's such a high honor. And then for me, just like a personal honor, my husband and I, the day that we are recording this is our 25th wedding anniversary, Steve and mine. So I just want to say to my husband that I love you. And this has been a really amazing ride. 25 years of really special and meaningful and important because God has been a center of that for us. And you had an important milestone yourself. Yeah,
1: March 31st, Mark and I had our 10-year wedding anniversary. Wow. We aspire to be Laura and Steve. So we are at the 10-year mark. It really is meaningful because Mark is sometimes deployed during our special occasions. Um, so this year, he was actually home. And we actually both took the day off from work just to kind of enjoy each other's company, just do some fun things we like to do as a couple, it really was a great time. So thank you for uh, mentioning my big time too, Laura. Oh yeah, it's important
0: because <laughs> I think we get caught up in our daily lives and everything is so busy and trying to keep our work hats on and our home lives. And you have a new puppy and dogs and I have a dog and kids. I think it's important to slow down like we did for Easter and for Lent to acknowledge those special milestones in our personal lives as well as in our faith lives it's important for me and it just makes everything that much richer if we just stop and enjoy things as they happen because we're so busy
1: we are absolutely
0: michelle you have something you wanted to reflect on about easter but we're thinking also about what's coming up this sunday which is divine mercy sunday so what do you have michelle
1: so I have a quote, um, John eleven twenty five is the passage. It's a Bible verse that's kind of relevant to now. I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me, even if he dies, will live. Everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. With Easter, I think that was a very appropriate and timely passage. I like that, you know, resurrection, um, new life right? We're heading into spring and new, and it's a good time to renew your faith. When he rose, like that, what a gift for all of us. It just spoke to me a little bit. So
0: that's what I I think that, I mean, the idea of resurrection, obviously um, Jesus dying on the cross and then three days later resurrecting, but the different meanings of resurrecting and growth and rebirth carries across so many different things at this time of year. I think it's, important for us to think about that
1: there is a national shrine of the divine mercy and one of my bible study folks had introduced me to that and it's in Stockbridge, massachusetts it really looks like a wonderful place laura i think we're gonna make a a pilgrimage it looks wonderful it's really a quite a pretty place up there I can't imagine the feeling of being there in person. So I think that's on our bucket list. I was looking
0: into what is Divine Mercy Sunday? What is that all about? Here are some things that I learned. Um, We celebrate something called the Easter octave. There's a Christmas octave as well. So Easter and Christmas, but Easter is a a kind of a bit more significant than Christmas, just a meaning of the resurrection of Christ. We're celebrating Easter for eight days. Because the resurrection of Jesus is so significant it's around everything that our faith is based on that we can't even absorb it or understand it in, in one day on Easter Sunday. So we're given eight days and it's called Eastertide. It starts with Easter Sunday and it goes through Divine Mercy Sunday. But each day of this week is Easter Monday, Easter Tuesday, Easter Wednesday, and so forth. I, there are lots of things that cross our emails. And somehow I got on an email, Pray More Novena. Dot com And so this one came up for Divine Mercy Sunday, but Divine Mercy Novena. So I thought, all right, I'm going to pray this novena, but what does it all mean? I wanted to shout out to somebody in, in um, my Bible study group, and her name's Janet. And she's always spoken about St. Maria Faustina. And she's talked about her so much that I have just become inspired. She'll just rattle off, well, St. Maria Faustina said this, and this is what this means. And I thought, I... Ever heard of that. Gosh, I have to learn about this. So I learned that St. Maria Faustina was told that we prayed for these different intentions on these eight days during this Easter octave. And she was given these different intentions by apparition of Lord Jesus that came to her in a vision. And each day has a new petition that seeks God's mercy for different purposes. And these are notes from her diary. Each day that has the intention is that. Jesus told her, by this novena, I will grant every possible grace to souls. There's all the different prayers for all mankind, especially sinners. Um, Day two is in anticipation of the resurrection of Jesus Christ and the souls of priests and religious, for example. Day three is prayers for devout and faithful souls to be immersed in my ocean of mercy. Day four, prayers for those who do not believe in God. And those who who do not yet know God. Day five, prayers for the souls of those who separate themselves from my church. There are a couple that I'm missing because I'm not, we're only up to day five. I guess that's as far as
1: I went. I am too. I am doing all the novenas with her. And yeah, today's day five. And they highlight the souls and the specific groups that they're praying for that day. It's been such a learning experience this year with that we're not
0: praying for like the perfect people or the people that go to church all the time this is like people that are sinners that people that have not been a hundred percent on board all the time and doing all the things i'm supposed to be doing with my faith maybe like me you know i'm working at it but i'm a work in progress it feels really comforting to do a novena and that's something that i didn't grow up with either i heard my grandmother and my mom talking about it but i never did it
1: but now i'm doing it it it's nice isn't it michelle It is. It talks about people that haven't found God yet. So really just reaching out to everybody, like you said, all groups are kind of represented each day. And we'll have to see uh, what those groups are going to be. But it is true because, like I said, honestly, this Easter uh, was really a big thing for me. And I really have never gone to Mass as many times. So I could fall into a category of the Catholic, but kind of gets away from it sometimes, and then getting these prayers to to come back. So I really have been enjoying the novenas as well. Laura comes up with all these handy things. There's always a novena, every other month. There's a novena for everything, I guess. Everything. It's been really good doing that (laughs) together.
0: There are a few words that come up for me. A lot of times they're in the bulletin, they're in our prayers, and maybe I should know this, and I feel like, well, Laura, how do you not know? But The word mercy, we say it all the time. It's in a lot of our prayers, but I thought, I guess I know what it means, but in the context of our faith. So I looked it up. And some of my references are like the Catholic Company and Catholicculture.com. So, you know, we're looking at websites that are true to our faith, but the idea of what mercy is, is forgiveness. I have to wrap my brain up around the idea of forgiveness and what Jesus meant by forgiveness, what does that mean? How does that translate for us? Understanding what the word means, divine forgiveness, how does that translate it into everyday life? So that's just been something that I've been thinking about and praying on, you know, maybe give me a greater understanding of what that means so that I can apply it. There was a reference to Psalm 136, which is God's mercy endures forever. And that's a familiar prayer or something that we say often. Um, I say the words and it's rote, but I haven't really ever given it much thought until now, appreciating this chance to really explore the idea of mercy and forgiveness.
1: Hmm. Because we say forgiveness when it says mercy, the disposition to be kind and forgiving. I tend to pray that we can all have mercy and be merciful and looking at some of the things in our life, maybe some of the people that we need to work on forgiveness with and just reaching into our faith a little bit more. And getting into the whole mercy concept, it can apply to so many places in our life. You're right. We do say it a lot, but we don't always use it in the context of this. It's definitely been a learning experience. So,
0: The other word that has always come up for me, again, we say it all the time. And um, I sort of pretend I understand because I understand the generality of it. But the idea of the word grace So I looked it up. So this is from U.S. Catholic. Religious education has taught generations of Catholics that grace is a free gift of God's favor. It is received through the sacraments and makes our salvation possible. This is my interpretation of it. So we want to receive more of God's grace, but we can't like stockpile it. Oh, I got a lot of God's grace, so like I have a whole shelf of it, so like I, I'm good for a while. And I, I don't think it works like that. No,
1: you're right, Laura. You're right. There's this ten ways to receive God's grace today. It's a whole thing. It says where there is sin, there is even more of God's grace to break those chains and give us eternal freedom. Just thinking about it in that context. He shows us a lot of grace, even in our times of maybe not our most shining moments. God is there and showing grace for us so that we can learn from what's going on and then show grace with others, which we may not be always on point with that as well. That can be challenging. Going back to the forgiveness piece we just talked about, that can be challenging really wrapping your mind around, um, you know, what God gives to us, we should pass on in our faith life to others. So that's what I was thinking.
0: Okay, this makes sense to me. So this is, again, this is Father Thomas O'Meara describes this way of thinking regarding grace as the electric company. Sacraments give us grace. In other words, the lights come on. We sin and lose grace. The lights go out. The sacramental confession and absolution cleanse sin and restore grace. The lights come on again. This framework was particularly influential before Vatican II. and continues to persist in the minds of many Catholics. I don't know if that contradicts what we just said, but it gives me an understanding of what the meaning of grace is hmm. and how confession and the sacraments can help us you know, regain grace. Mm -hmm. being God's grace again, I guess it's giving me an understanding of the meaning of grace. So getting back to divine mercy, it's a difficult concept to explain, but also to like grasp and understand. But sometimes there are these words like grace, like mercy, like chaplet. Oh, we're going to have the divine mercy chaplet. Pray it with us. That's been something that I've always seen and grew up with. And it never occurred to me to like ask what it was, but I didn't really know What it was, or how is that different than saying the rosary? On, you know, we gathered to to pray the rosary. So, Michelle, what did you find out what the chaplet is? Cause I know we both looked into it.
1: Yeah. I was just trying to find the whole Divine Mercy. There's so much information about Divine Mercy, but let me see which information I had here. It lists a lot of the prayers of the Divine Mercy chaplet. There's a lot of the same type of prayers as the rosary, the Hail Marys, the Our Father. Um, you know, they have YouTube videos of how you can pray this. How to pray the chaplet. There's everything out there. Um, I didn't find anything specific. I just found the prayers around it. That's what I found. So I guess that that's it. I mean, that's the what you're doing when you're doing the chaplet is these prayers. So...
0: I think a tablet is a focus on different devotions or in specific devotions is what I found out. So, I mean, I'm sure there are many and there are those of us in the parish that also will probably tell us, hey, Laura, hey, Michelle, this is what a chaplet is. <laughs> and that's fine. I'm happy to learn. That's why we bring it up too, because I said to Michelle, a lot of this is learning for me, but I'm happy to learn because then that's how I remember it. And then I can apply it to like daily practical application of our faith. I did find one other thing I wanted to share about grace that does bring it all together. This is again from U.S. Catholic. Because God is love, Grace is a gift of love that invites us into a relationship with God, the source of our existence. So that, that makes it all make sense for me.
1: So a chaplet is a form of Christian prayer, which uses prayer beads, and it is similar to the rosary when you say it. That's what the definition was of it. But you're right, Lord. just thinking about how we can use it you know, in practical ways. And you've heard about it and you weren't sure of it and I really did grow up hearing about it. This was all kind of new to me. It was good to have this dialogue, and, and for others, maybe they know it, maybe they don't. Maybe it's hard to ask sometimes. I know people that have been practicing a lot longer than myself. There is no dumb question, right? There is no dumb question, but I, I feel less than sometimes because some people have memorized so much scripture and those are my goals that's like our hashtag goals i feel like i should know these things and i don't want to feel stupid but if you ask these women that we talk with are more than happy to give you quotes and statues to visit and anything you could want to learn about it. it's just stepping out there and trying to get that knowledge and that's what we've been doing tonight so i think that's in person they
0: were filled so you can see all the pews are filled and it's amazing to be part of that people are coming back and want to be part of in person i mean after pandemic but certainly just bring their faith together and what's happening in the world right now and um mm. all the sadness and grief so that something joyous can really bring us together and that that common thread of our of our faith at mm. easter time is so powerful there's something I wanted to say from last month that was sort of bothering me. We were talking about giving up chocolate or coffee and I said something and I think it came across as very, well, I don't give up chocolate anymore. I do something more meaningful. And I didn't, I'm sorry it came across like that. I didn't mean that because I also gave up. Sweets, but I also tried to pray more. So I wasn't trying to minimize or say that that wasn't something. I just hope it didn't come across that way.
1: No, no, I think it was all in the context of what we were talking about. But that's nice of you to say because I did give up chocolate. But I knew where you were going with it, right? So, so yeah, no, it was new. your meaning was there. The intent was there that we should be trying to do other than the food items and the trash TV or junk TV people watch dig in during Latin and do some other things with our faith. That was okay. But that was kind of you to say though. Well it was on my mind, so I wanted to <laughs> cast that along. But we're midway through April
0: or more than midway, I guess. And looking ahead to May and to all the things that will be happening in church as well as in our faith, but also in the year. I mean it's an exciting time of year as things are rebirth, things are coming back to life and things are growing again the grass is greening the trees are starting to bud and it feels like people are coming back to life to people in person coming to mass and we're doing activities in person and, and lots of activities happening at the church in person there will be things coming up as well in may as we are gathering again and having new events with mental health ministry and different ministries there's lots of different celebrations in may i know um that will be happening so we'll be talking about that too but we encourage everyone to check the bulletin to attend mass if you're able in person and if not on the live stream which is amazing that we still have access to that because it it gives such a broader reach and it's so nice to be able to reach everyone who can't attend mass in person
1: May is traditionally dedicated in a special way to honoring and seeking the intercession of Mary as the mother of God and mother of the church. So a lot going on in May, a lot of things to reflect on. Of course, Mother's Day is in May. Yeah. So um, as we get ready to
0: wrap up, Michelle, is there anything that you want to end with or anything that you're thinking of any last Easter
1: Memories or? One thing that you gave me last year that I keep it out all the time anyway. It's a little white wooden placard and it said, He is risen. I have that and then I have some nice flowers behind it. Just looking at that and really thinking about that, it's just a nice thing to see. It's out all the time anyway, but that was such a a nice gift from you last year. That to me is also a big part of Easter, getting out some of the things that, you know, you've gifted to me over the years. So thank you for that.
0: Well, you're welcome. There's a candle that you gave me last year, and I don't know if you remember, but I have it on my desk, and I keep it out because it's it smells really pretty. I think it smells like linen, but it, the top of it has a topper, and it says, he has risen as well. You know, it's a beautiful reminder, but I look at it, and I take it out all year. So I remember about Easter, but I remember our friendship, and I appreciate it every day. I uh, thank you for that. Thank you. Oh, so
1: I think so. we'll end on a happy note right there. yeah this was great this journey of
0: lent and leading into easter and now getting ready for divine mercy sunday and then may what that looks like i look forward to it and look forward to what we're
1: going to learn next and continuing this dialogue next month michelle yes. yes absolutely absolutely may will be new things you know spring will be here new blooms new conversations new topics we'll be digging in more in May, so i look forward to it well, thanks for listening. Tune in
0: next month, spread the word. And if you have ideas that you'd like us to talk about or to study a little research, please pass them along to carol at Maria.org. We're happy to take on that challenge. So we hope you listen and we hope you enjoy. Enjoy your spring and your Easter tide season. <music>